We need to break through this. The only way we can do it is spiritually through the power of the Holy Spirit is breaking through and, and, and having the tough conversations and really allowing true healing to take place, which, you know, biblical healing based on the word of God of how we can heal some of these unfortunate things that have happened in our society. Hello, everybody. I don't have to tell you what's going on. You already see it. Do me a favor. Text UAF to 74121. 74121. You'll get information from me, specifically from me, about what is happening to help me get around the situation that the left is creating. So please, again, send me a text UAF to 74121. God bless. And you know, the biggest problem for us as conservative Christians is that we believe in the Constitution. That's right. They don't. Yep. The problem is, is that we believe that they should have the same freedoms yeah. that we have. They don't. That's right. The problem is, is we <laughs> give them leniency to do whatever it is they want, to live their life, to live free as however they see it. They don't. Yep. I mean, it is, it's so backwards, right? So they don't believe that we should be able to say and think the way we want to, but we think that they should be able to say and think the way they want to. That's right. And, and because we give that leniency, they're like, oh, 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 they're entitled to it, but we're not. Yeah, give an inch and take a yard. And, you know, the thing, too, is is that it's so uh, ironic to me that they, they support the Muslim, you know, terrorists and, you know, Palestinians and the cultures that literally would hang half of their constituents. I mean, the gay community and the Muslim community can't even be brought together because <laughs> they would kill them. But yet that's all in the same party. How does that work? I don't know. It's amazing, the balancing act that they do, you know? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm so with you on that. And I see the pictures where they say, you know, uh, the the Q part of the, the, the community. I have to, you know, self-censorship here. Yeah. The Q part of that community is with Palestine. Right. But I'm like, have y'all paid attention to what they do to that part of the community or even just the community in general in Palestine? I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll throw them off buildings. They'll, you know, I mean, uh, th there was two uh, people that I knew that were missionaries uh, that were social justice warriors. And they said, oh, well, we're going to go out to Syria and embed with the, you know, the groups. They don't hate us. They went out there. and I'm sad to say they were killed. And uh, it was a real stark reminder of like, yeah, you know, in America, we're not understanding what's what's happening in this part of the world and the absolute hatred towards Americans and Christians. And, uh, you know, it's it's the narrative is, is, is a lie on the left, you know, yeah, 100 percent. So, hey, thank you, Todd, for joining me. Yes, sir. For those of you that don't know who Todd is, he is a strong preacher pastor that I have been following for a while. I've seen him on online multiple times. And I, uh, the first time I met you, Todd, was in or personally, you know, face to face. I yeah. met you in Oklahoma. That's right. And we met you there. And I just remember seeing your face everywhere. And when I first saw him, I said, wait a minute, he looks for me. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. And you know, and, and I'm so glad to see that there's pastors like you that's willing to stand up for what the word says and not to back down from it and to stick with it. And I know you get a lot of flack because yeah. you are a true believer and they discredit. And I know that they have without you even telling me, I know that they try to discredit you that's right. simply because you trust in God. So let me ask you this. What does the nation look like for those of us that believe in Christ and going to stick to God's word? 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're at a very important precipice time right now. Our First Amendment right, our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion. You know, the founders believed in what they call inalienable rights, which is life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Uh, the people that, you know, were the founders in this nation openly prayed. Uh, the Aiken Bible was the first American printed Bible, was was accepted by Congress. It's, it's absolutely allowed to be used in Congress. This whole separation of church and state narrative has done a tremendous amount of damage, and a lot of people have bought into it, even on the right. And it was a letter to the Danbury Baptist Church saying that the government would stay out of the church's business. Not that the church would stay out of government business, but a lot of people, and especially those you know, 501c3 organizations, are worried and concerned that if they speak out, that they're going to have their 501c you know, taken away. But the truth is, is that we are not doing this for government. We're not doing this for accolades or, you know, for social relevance. We're doing this because we are sent by the Lord as messengers to, you know, I didn't write the Bible. I'm just a messenger. And as a pastor, you know, I would be not doing anybody who's listening to anything I'm saying, any service, if I didn't speak the entirety of the word of God, Will. And so I'm not worried about, you know, if a government tries to censor me, you know, so what? I'm going to continue to stand for the word of God because that's what God has commissioned us to do. You know, you're absolutely right. And sometimes I'm sitting there thinking like, Lord, what is it you want me to do? And I, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I have asked that question because I'm just a man. And, I'm, and, I, and I make sure it's clear to everyone. I say, I'll do whatever it is that the Lord wants me to do. You know, and they fear that for some reason. Yes. They fear that we would lean on God so much that we, that we believe that God can save us and not man. Right. And and for me, I'm like, what are people thinking? What are people thinking? So the times that we're living in, the age that we're living in right now, can you see Christians waking up more than ever before? Do you see a great revival taking place? I do. That's that's the good news. I do believe there's going to be a great end time harvest, and I believe we're already seeing the fruit of that. Uh, I, you know, I have an opportunity to to travel quite a bit and to speak with a lot of pastors and ministries around the nation. And I will tell you, I'm seeing uh, encouraging signs of a, a move of God. Revival is new life. And this nation is meant to be, you know, led by the church. I know that's a controversial statement, but the Bible says to be the head and not the tail. We're meant to be leading this culture uh, according to the ways of the word of God. And so, you know, if we do that, if we repent, I call, uh, you know, the, the recipe for revival, Second uh, Chronicles uh, 714, which is if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will seek my face, will repent, will turn from their wicked ways. Then what does he say? He'll hear us from heaven and he'll hear, heal our land. We need our land healed. Will I mean, our land has seen moral debauchery has seen, you know, just unbelievable things that we probably thought we'd never see in our lifetime. I never thought that it would be so controversial just to speak from the word of God. You know, I never thought that standing for the entirety of the word of God would be like, oh my gosh, Pastor Todd Coconato, he's a radical. You know, I'm literally out there and, you know, this wasn't uh, necessarily what I thought I'd be talking about a lot of the time, but it's become a real defining issue of our day is just standing by the word of God. And the mm. fact that that's where we are as a society should be telling to where we are in the timeline, Will. Uh, you, you know, you're so spot on. And I'm always saying in my broadcast that, I truly believe, and I, I wouldn't mind being wrong, but I truly believe that when the Bible says the generation that see these things pass or see these things happen will not pass. Yes. I truly believe we're that generation because look how insane it all is. Now we've had stuff in the past. We've always seen the crazy stuff take place in the past, of right. course, but it's never been to this extent. 
It's never been to where we have earthquakes and, and volcanoes and famine and pestilence. And look how they're trying to indoctrinate our children. So many, all this stuff taking place and we, are, we have wars and rumors of war. All of this stuff is happening at the same time. Yes. It's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at it from the prophetic timeline of all the things that the Lord would say would take place, you know, at least we're in the birth pangs period, if not mm. in the end times. I, I right. tend to think we're in the birth pangs, but, you know, we're very quickly converging on what would be the end times. And that's why I think there's going to be a great harvest because the Lord talks about how the, the word of God will be spoke to the entirety of the world. And we have been commissioned as people of God to go and to make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So it's a great time to be alive, even though it's concerning and it's stressful and we're seeing persecution and we're seeing things that we never thought we'd see. It, you know, I believe God has ordained us to be alive at this specific time. So instead of getting depressed or feeling like we're defeated, you know, we're right. empowered by the, the Holy Spirit of living God, Acts chapter two, we're empowered to go and to go out there and to change culture and to wake people up and to get them saved and set free and healed and delivered. And that ultimately is is the most important thing that we can be doing right now is telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, it's going to look like for Christians if they successful in removing Biden and Kamala Harris steps in? It, you know, it's <laughs> I, I, I mean, because we, we all kind of I'm, uh, I'm a pastor. Let me just say this. And we and we see kind of and the reason why I bring that up, because we saw how long it took. Biden to respond to what was happening in Israel. Yeah. And Kamala Harris has already demonstrated how she feels about the law enforcement and other issues. What do you think it would look like if she were to become the, the president in you his know, place? I, I tell you, I think I've had a taste of this because I pastored in California for 20 years almost, you know. So, uh, you know, we saw a lot of the policies that they would like to implement nationally, like the Equality Act and some of the other bills hmm. that they're now pushing through on a national level. We've already fought these battles in California and, uh, you know, to some extent know uh, what it means like to be under uh, Harris leadership. So uh, I think it's going to be a challenge. And I think we're going to have to really stand up. Uh, you know, there's there's really this isn't a time that we can be sitting on the sideline. Well, this is a time where we have to be active. And one of the ways that we can push back is the way that our Constitution was was, you know, uh, established is, is that states have a significant amount of rights and the state government, you know, can really push back against some of the egregious and unconstitutional federal uh, government, uh, you know, policies that they're pushing through. So this is going to become more and more important, especially if Harris or even during the Biden time, you know, it's going to be a more important what state you live in. And I think that's something that we need to think about. We need to get involved on the community level. We need to get involved. You know, all politics are local. This is where we're going to be able to push back. This is what we need to do. Well, I couldn't agree more. We, we got to push back on it. And then, you know, and I know you've been to different places in California. I, I like to call it California. Yeah. But you, you've been to various places in California where you were fighting against them, pushing certain things onto the population that should not be there. And, and you know, what? You, you talked about me going out, but you go out as well. Yes. And that's what that's what really draw me to you, because I see you actually speaking up. You actually fighting for God's word. Did you ever think that we would live in a day and age where you have to fight for God's word to be said and to be heard and to be seen? I mean, they've already removed it from the courthouses. They already removed it from the schools. 
I mean, next, what, they're going to move from the public eye, out of sight, out of mind? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had Dennis Prager on my show, and, uh, you know, he's not even a Christian. He's Jewish, but he's, you know, very much into studying the Bible and, and the Old Testament. And, you know, he, we kind of had this conversation, you know, even though it seems like this has happened overnight, a lot of these things have been slowly happening for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I think what they do is they just push one thing. They have a lot of patience. They push one thing, you know, take prayer out of schools, you know, uh, redefine marriage, you know, and, and on and on and on. And it's just incrementally moving. What I think we're noticing, though, is, is that the pace has picked up significantly. And I think it's because we're getting close to the end game here. And so uh, what's happening now is we're seeing a lot of things happen at once. And I think this is where many people who probably weren't actively involved in the fight for religious liberty and freedom or maybe weren't, you know, necessarily involved in any of the political things that they, they would consider or deem political. They're really not political. Now they're starting to see, and I think that's where other people are getting, you know, awakened and, you know, trying to get involved now. But this has really been going on for a long time. It's just speeding up. Mm -hmm. it, it is speeding up. And you're right. We're like frogs in a pot, right? Yes. You've heard that, that analogy before, just on the slow boil. And we and a lot of us just swimming around. Oh, this is a nice jacuzzi. It's a little warm in here, but you know we're we're we'll we'll bake it. We're, right. good. we're good. We're good. We're good. We don't have to do anything. Don't worry about it. Nothing. Nothing to see here. Uh, it's, it's it's so crazy, and you know for the state of America. Let me bring. Let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I know your time is limited here. So there's been an episode to where a lieutenant colonel in the Space Force yep. was demoted and relieved of duty because he wrote a book that was against Marxism. Right. Right. And then there was another case where I believe it was Delta Airline, if I'm not mistaken, yep. where he was a uh, airline pilot for 30 years with the company, mind you. Right. 30 plus years. No, no issues for 30 years. But they someone found out or someone heard him on a podcast talking about, you know, how Marxism is bad for the country, how Marxism is bad for our schools with the whole uh, critical race theory, because that's Marxism in right. itself. And someone heard him on a podcast. They found out where he worked. They doxed him. And then they went to the company and they got him, you know, removed. Right. What is our country becoming when when we've been a nation that has fought against Marxism? That's right. You know, there's, it's an infiltration from within. And unfortunately, there's a small percentage of society that is very loud and very aggressive and well-funded. And uh, there's, you know, they have advocacy groups and different types of uh, funding through NGOs and whatnot. And they've become very effective in uh, this cancel culture woke, you know, uh, movement where the corporations are honestly scared. I used to work in the corporate world and uh, you know some of the companies are very activists as we know, but others are not not necessarily activists, they're just scared of these advocacy groups, they're scared of the you know the pressure uh, and so they they you know bow down to them. And so this is why we are really the majority. Well, I believe that is most people, you know, just want to take their kids to school, want to make a decent income, you know, own a home, you know, have a good life, you know, and so they're busy. They're bogged down with just trying to pay the bills and just trying to survive with all the challenges of life. And so they're kind of sitting on the sidelines watching these things happen. And there's this, like I said, this small percentage of people that are heavily well-funded and uh, very, very uh, effective in the way that they communicate and so this is why we have to step in now and say, no, we're not going to allow this. We don't want our children being taught this curriculum. It's, it's anti-God. It's anti-Constitution. It's anti-American values and, you know, what this nation was founded on. But we have to push back 
And this is where we have to get involved at the community level. We have to get involved, you know, write the corporations, let them know mm -hmm. how you feel. Stop spending money with some of these activist corporations that have gone woke. You know, uh, there's yeah. a prime example with Coca-Cola. A lot of restaurants are now switching to, you know, alternative uh, cola products and they're seeing it hurt their bottom line. This is what we need to do. Well, if we're able to be effective in hurting their bottom line and showing them, no, we do not approve of this. This is not what we want for America. And use our dollars. It's really a vote. Uh, I think we can push back and be you know, uh, victorious in this, but we have to do something. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, to my understanding, Coca-Cola have reversed their whole, you know, uh, how not how to be less white yes. campaign with inside the company. Uh, for me, I'm like, what in the world? And I've actually had people send me messages, Todd, saying, you're just trying to be white. So then I just bring up my Coke. Right. Is it working? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's so insane what's happening. Let me, let me ask you this last question here the, about the critical race theory. Yeah. As a white male, you do identify as a white male, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, I'm Italian. I mean, that's the way guess, God created you, right? And there's nothing know, wrong with it, right? I, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think, you know, and I, I do see color because God created all of right. these wonderful colors. That's right. You know, it's just you have a certain group of people put one color over another. But with the critical race theory as being a, as a white male, what goes through your mind when you hear this? And I, mean, I don't know if you have any children. We haven't gotten into that. But just think about all of the people across the country that have children and there happen to be young white males, specifically young white males, because that's who they're really targeting here. Right. And they're, and they're telling them that they're all racist simply because of the way God created them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's a lot there, you know, and there's a lot of different feelings that I have about it. I mean, first of all, you know, you think of just like as a person, how can I provide for my family? Uh, when you apply for a job, they're now asking you, you know, what are you? Well, I'm a white, male, conservative, oh straight. Like I check all the things that, you know, they kind of avoid. And I used to work with HR, you know, very closely in the, in the corporate world. And there's certain uh, people that they considered, you know, protected, uh, you know, um, uh ethnicities ethnic class yeah a different class so and and the, they actually have to hire a certain amount of minorities now so there's a lot of different uh things that so it's not based on their merit or their experience when i was younger when i first entered the workforce that's what it was you know your your education your experience your qualifications for the job they do a simple background check and a drug test but it wouldn't be about race or gender or any of these things. Now, this has become almost more important than what I mentioned. And so my concern really in my mind is how am I going to provide for my family? How are we going to, you know, because unfortunately I've now been put in, in, a, in a disadvantage, you know? Yeah. It's, it's sickening. It's, and I've heard people that, you know, black people say that, well, white people should have to experience the same thing black people experienced during slavery. When, mind you, not, not a single one of these black people that are saying this nonsense ever experienced race uh, mm -hmm. uh, slavery. Mm -hmm. Not a single white person born in America today was ever a slave owner. Right. And it's like they don't want to let go. They don't want to move on. We we elected a black president for goodness yes. sake. Yes. I mean, and, seriously. So what was America not racist then? But then when President Trump come, America became racist all over again. And it's all because they are saying it, not right. because of what reality is saying.
Well, and that's the thing. I mean, when I was in high school, Will, you know, you and I are close to the same age. You know, I would hang out with all different people of every race. You know, our parties that we'd go to, everybody was hanging out, you know. And, and honestly, I never even thought of it. I mean, <laughs> one of my friends, Derek Gaines, you know, is African-American guy. He was like one of my best friends. I honestly never thought anything about I mean, of course, I knew he was black, but I never thought about it you know other than like, what we, you know it's like oh this is an issue yeah. we have to we have to we have to treat him with special gloves yeah, right. I mean, seriously i mean you know it, it gets me because in the past they always say we just want to be treated equal okay now now black people get treated equal but now it's like now what well and I mean, let, now let you gotta treat him with gloves this, this is really egregious to me well because i'm a pastor and I, i've worked a lot in unity ministry and i have a lot of people from different organizations you know uh, denominations church of god in christ you know different and and you know some of the bishops and We've been praying for 20 years together, you know, and never had an issue, such unity, best friends. You know, what made me sad, and I'm not going to name, of course, any names here, but what made me sad is you can see that this strategy of division, that's what it is. They want to divide and conquer, and they need to put us into different groups in order to do this. This is part of the the, the plan, the agenda. But, you know, some of these people that they know me for years, well, and all of a sudden, it's like, I'm different. And I'm like, dude, what happened? Like, we're friends. What's going on? You know? And so it really takes that tough conversation of breaking through. And I think this is what we need to do. And just having the conversation, like, have I not come to your prayer meetings for 20 years? Have we oh ever had goodness. an issue? And all of a oh sudden, now it's like I'm being told I'm white privilege and things. You know, it, it's very sad to me. It, it breaks my heart because, you know, we do have a desire for unity in the body of Christ. And you know, it shouldn't have anything to do with color of skin or race. And so we need to break through this. The only way we can do it is spiritually through the power of the Holy Spirit is breaking through and 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 having the tough conversations and really allowing true healing to take place, which, you know, biblical healing based on the word of God of how we can heal some of these unfortunate things that have happened in our society. Yeah, you're so spot on. And, and, and it makes me think about what it says in the Bible that father will be against son-in-law and mother-in-law will be against daughter-in-law. And, and, and I think it was just in general speaking, because we're seeing family members that won't even speak to each other because of the what's happening right now. Um, you know, friends that of, of many years won't speak to each other because of what's happening right now and how people are being manipulated on such a scale that you know is is causing disruption That's i mean right. with, i mean i mean like you said i mean for 20 plus i've known people myself for 20 plus years and we've always gotten along and then as soon as they find out the way that i'm thinking not the way that you know we're being told to think they just rejected me they said I, that would be called a sellout i mean just all of the colorful things you can imagine yeah. they started calling me these things and I'm like, you know what? That that just tells me right there. Because yeah. even, you know, even Jesus said, they will hate you because they hated me. That's right. And and we st keep sticking to God's word, keep sticking and know that God is in control and God is the, our, our true and only savior that they're going to get more aggressive, or I like to say progressive in their attacks on Christianity. Yes, <laughs> we have to have wisdom and discernment we have to be able to look through the assignment of the enemy, which is division. You know, the Bible yes. even says a house divided against itself cannot stand. You know, the enemy is the source of division, source of yep. confusion. And so we have to see what this is, a spiritual battle. Even if you don't agree with somebody, have, you know, we used to have debates, Will. We used to be able to have the conversation. Now it's, it, it jumps right to violence and, 
you know, all types of uh, hateful words and things like that. We have to get back to where we can share ideas, be free thinkers, be logical thinkers, and really break through this assignment of hell on our nation and our world. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we have to pray for unity in the body of Christ, for true Christians and believers. And this is our whole nation. We need to have healing. And, and this is a divisive rhetoric that is is trying to divide and conquer our nations. So we have to see it for what it is. Yeah, you're, you're so spot on. 100%. We have to see where it is. The reality is no longer reality. It's their truth. Right. But it's your truth. You know, no longer two plus two is four because <laughs> my truth may say is something else. And it's because of my feelings. Yeah. It's so crazy. Todd, thank you so much for coming on and having this awesome discussion with me. I know we can spend all day talking because we see eye to eye on a lot of things, seriously. We'll appreciate everything you're doing, man. No, and I appreciate you, you know, being one of the pastors out there, one of the few. And I have to say it like that because there's, there's a lot of pastors that have humongous followings. I mean, just huge but they refuse to touch on the topics that's affecting all of us today. That's right. And there's, it's really interesting, but see you and many, and there's a, there's a few others that are like you that are willing to stand out on faith, step out on faith and stand on God's word. And that's the ones that you and others, that's, that's who they see as the biggest, the biggest threat. Yeah. Well, you know what? We have uh, angels around us and the Holy Spirit in us and with us. And, uh, you know, I just believe perfect love casts out fear. We have to stand for truth. And yes. uh, and so, you know, I, I pray more and more people do it. But, Will, you're you're one of those out there that are. And so appreciate you as well, man. Well, We're going to continue to do it, man. We're not going to Yeah, stop. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I make sure I tell everyone, I say, I'm not a pastor or preacher, but I go out there and I, and I stand on God's word because that's what we're supposed to do. We don't have to be a preacher to believe right. in God's word. That's right. <laughs> am, no. I, am, I, am I missing something? No, we're all am commissioned I, you know? to go and make disciples. That's the great commission. That's what we're meant to do. And so go to the highways and byways and get people saved, set free, healed, delivered, wake them up. It's the best thing. Jesus is the ultimate void filler. So many yes. people are looking for an answer, a solution through drugs and alcohol and different things. But the only thing that will truly fill the void is Jesus Christ. And so it'll change your entire life. And, uh, and so thank you for spreading the truth, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So Todd, tell everyone how they can connect with you and how they can hear your your radio broadcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Uh, we have a daily show called The Todd Coconato Show. You can just uh, put it in DuckDuckGo or you can go to ToddCoconato.com, which is my name.com, and uh, just scroll down. We have all the, the shows there and all the information we're putting out there. And uh, just really appreciate you listening and, uh, you know, would love to meet you and, uh, and, and see what God's doing in your life. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Thank you, sir. All right. right, Take care. Here's another reason why you should buy from Mike Lindell, my pillow using promo code Unite One. Mike Lindell has put himself out there for the American people. He is engaging in the fight for the survival of the United States of America. You saw how the left attacked him. You saw what they did to him by removing his products from multiple stores. So I wanted to help Mike Lindell. You can help Mike Lindell as well. At the same time, you're helping me. Use the promo code UNITES1 and you'll be doing that very thing. Look, this is the best way that we can help each other out. Mike Lindell is helping people like me. 
and he's helping all of us together as the American people. We need you to support us. So do it today. Use promo code UNITES1. God bless. And oh yeah, don't forget, let's be frank. The products are awesome.